Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get the lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash Spotify offer to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. But I'm going to tell you this, we ain't done yet. We are back. Welcome back to the Adolfo Podcast. I am Will Stone. He is Chase Caldwell. And I football Caldwell. is in the air <laughs> this week. Uh, high school football practices started back on Monday across the state of Texas. And you were fighting Texas Aggies. Report on Thursday of this week. And the first practice is on Friday. And we will keep you up to date with uh, more on that topic as we get later into the week. But today we are talking Big Ten. Uh, before we get started, we have a couple of uh, news and notes from the weekend to uh, touch on real quick. Um, this first one I put in here because I thought it was interesting that both uh, Ross Dellinger of Sports Illustrated and Andy Staples of The Athletic uh, both had articles uh, from their uh, respective sources uh, saying that the SEC is at least taking a look at uh, adding a ninth conference game and doing some sort of pod scheduling. Um, and it was specific to the pod scheduling that Chase and I have both kind of endorsed of the, uh, you know, not like four static pods of four teams. but Oh, like that's a, good. I, I haven't read either of these articles, so I'm glad to know that it's the roommate swap. Yeah, it's like the like each person gets three permanent opponents, you know, like that are just like specific to them, and just rotate the other games. Um, it's might not save like, college football for me. Hey, right? <laughs> like <laughs> it's 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 surprising because like you know it makes sense to you and me, but uh-huh. what makes sense to us doesn't always make sense for you know the bottom line of these executives. Like they they don't like fun, so um, right. it's it's good to see them kind of or at least you know at least explore the idea of, you know, a scheduling, uh, a form of scheduling that, that you and I both think would be, uh, would just be really cool for the league and, um, for sure. you know, get, get teams to see more, uh, more of their conference mates, uh, in, uh, in short amounts of time. Not have to wait, uh, 17 years to go to, uh, Lexington, Kentucky, <laughs> but, um, second, second note, uh, on our rundown here is, uh, this past weekend was the, it had to have been the most star studded recruiting weekend, uh, for Texas A&M that I've ever seen, uh, in following it, recruiting. It's a lot of people mad at A&M right now. Dude, they are, they are mad. They are mad online. <laughs> um, Longhorns are mad. LSU Tigers are mad. Georgia Bulldogs are mad. Like, we have pissed a lot of people off <laughs> with the with the recruits that we've been bringing in. Um, it means you're doing they something hate us right because they ain't us. That's right. Like if if fans of other uh, on like on other fans' message boards, if they're uh, talking bad about you and you know making uh, baseless accusations of you know inappropriate things, um, that means you're doing something right. And Jimbo Fisher's doing it right. Um, an incredible amount of talent. This past weekend uh, at AM. And man, I, I can't wait to see that visitor list for the Bama game at Kyle Field. Like, it's yeah, going to be either. out of this world. Um, 
so that's cool. Uh, maybe see some dominoes fall before the season starts. Uh, we'll get into that when that time comes, if that time comes. Um, and our last note here, which will kind of lead us into our uh, first team that we're going to talk about in the Big Ten, is uh, Quinn Ewers of South Lake Carroll, uh, starting quarterback up there, uh, number one quarterback in the country, uh, number one player in the country, I believe, by the uh, 247 Sports composite, um, has opted out of his uh, senior high school season to enroll at Ohio State uh, this fall and go through fall camp and you know be there for this season. And I think what the driver behind this was, um, was some potential um, NIL money. And I know that, you know, we're going to do a separate show on NIL here pretty soon. But um, have you got any like initial reaction to to a high school player opting out due to NIL? Um, not not particularly. Um, it's easy for, for people who aren't college athletes to kind of look at it and be like, oh, you're going to miss your senior homecoming and you're going to miss your senior prom and all this kind right. of stuff. When I was a senior in high school, I would have been terribly, uh, I wouldn't have even considered it because I, I wanted to go to all those things. But now that I've, as I prep for my 10 year reunion, I'm like, uh, <laughs> you, you know, um, so, so in some respects, especially hindsight, I'm kind of like, you know, I, I'd have had more fun being at A&M one more year than I would have uh, right. in school. But one of the things that I've always kind of wondered, you know, we talked, we've talked before about the the gray shirt and blue shirt and all that. Uh, but the guys that that delay a class because of injury, I've always wondered if there could be a way that you could set it up to where um, they don't and they they enroll early, but they don't take a scholarship mm-hmm. because the 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 training program. At any college, you know, program is going to be way better than you'll ever get at a high school. Uh, oh, even so at, much. even even at a high school like South Lake Carroll, like you're still, yeah. it, it it's just not. It's a whole different world altogether. I mean, um, and you got you got surgeons on staff and things like that. That yeah, I think guys that that are injury prone, uh, I, I think it would be a good option for them to get to campus as early as they possibly can just yeah. to start that training earlier. Because I mean, you know, like nothing against high school coaches because high school coaches are, are, you know, there's plenty of really, really good ones out there. Um, but they're, they're not strength and conditioning coaches in the way that the strength and conditioning coaches, you know, at the college level are. And, oh yeah. Uh, their trainers aren't, you know, they're, they're girls and guys that, are you know doing it for an elective it's not it maybe it's mm-hmm. something that they want to do later uh, or maybe they're trying it out or maybe you know they just want to be closer to the football team or whatever <laughs> um it just you know it's it's kind of like a i i just i i like it from the standpoint of you're going to develop quicker as a player yeah um and so if you're a high profile player or if you're injury prone, I'm not going to fault you for wanting to go a year early um, and get started because it's no different than somebody graduating a year early. Right. Yeah. You know, like right. you look at uh, what's his name uh, on our team that graduated early. He graduated a year early and, and enrolled that oh, there's uh, no different. 
Yeah. Uh, you you're talking about, about Donald Harris? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So he he bumped up a year um, yeah. and then graduated early so that he could enroll early. And right. I mean, it's just a difference in terminology on that, you know, like yeah. it, he didn't opt out, but he he wasn't even there because he was already at AM, you know. So yeah. Um, well, it's it's funny you say um you, you threw those two those two caveats out there, you know, of, of being high profile or injury prone. I think both of those could apply to Quinn. Um, mm-hmm. There's murmurs that he he, he kind of played hurt last year and you know wasn't 100. percent So um you know if you like I, I don't want this like I, I don't think it will, but like I know there's a different player that's committed to UT, a running back that you know is opting out of his. Uh, senior season not to enroll but just to you know not take any any you know additional hits and stuff like that Um, and that's a whole different topic but um for Quinn like you don't want to go and you know tear your ACL and then set yourself back you know a couple years you know at a a program like Ohio State that's going to recruit a you know top quarterback every year but um I think on, on that on that note what's interesting to me is from the Ohio State side um, it's. I'm not sure if it's beneficial for them or not. Like they just yeah. signed, it, like 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 the way this is going to work out, scholarship wise, and like how things work in recruiting. What they basically just did is put two five star quarterbacks in the same class and use scholarships on both of them. And I know like there's 85 scholarship. Like what's one you know what's one more quarterback you know? But um, and with the transfer portal and all that, but like every scholarship is is valuable. Like you want to you know, improve your team, you know, in every, at every position as much as you can. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what, how their numbers are. Like if they, uh, I, I, I assume they had room, you know, as far as initial counters go to be able to count him towards, you know, whatever class he, he's well, going to be I, in now. I was going to say, would, would they technically be able to blue shirt him since well, he's not I guess starting until August? Actually, if he's just now coming in, he may still count towards this, their next this coming class, right? Yeah, um, but but academically, he's the same as the guy they just brought in. Like they're both like he was there for the spring, but they're both kind of starting at the same time. Um, and you know, like 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 one of them is definitely going to transfer. That's going to happen. <laughs> it's just the yeah. way it is. But well, and um, and the other the other thing too that I'll mention, and this I'm kind of going on the attack here, um, uh, just assuming that there's going to be people listening that are like, ah, oh, I don't like that. Um, if, if your stance is to try to say that, oh, well, I value education. He needs to get his high school. If you value education, then he's more likely to get a graduate degree now because he's, he's That's enrolling right. earlier, you know? And yeah. so, um, if you value education, where are you going to get a better education at a institution of higher education or a high yeah. school? You know, yeah. like you're, you're just that. So in my opinion, the only argument you could have is, oh, well, he's growing up too fast. Um, yeah. But you know as well as I do, this is a business at the high school level too. Mm-hmm. You get you get sophomores that are – sophomores in high school that, you know, are just as much celebrities as half of the guys on, on you know, any college football team. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I, for, I forgot to, t- t- to touch on your, your point about him being high profile. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That I, I think that part will leads me to believe that this isn't going to become commonplace. Like you're not going to see it like like uh, the quarterback that Andem has committed uh, uh, in Connor Wigman. Like he's not opting out to 
to come play at AM and he's very highly regarded. But yeah, uh, like I, I heard on a on a show today on on uh, Andy Staples podcast, who we mentioned earlier, that Quinn Ewers right now would be the twenty uh, fifth most valuable uh, like social media following in all of college football, like like today. Really, uh, just That's because wild. of like because he's he's been. I mean, he's from South Lake Carroll, like in like one of the premier programs in Texas. Uh, you know, he's got the mullet, which makes him stand out even more. Um, he's been compared to Trevor Lawrence. Like he's been a he's been a five star since he was a freshman. Like people know who he is, and mm-hmm. you know he's built up a big following uh, in that time. So it makes sense for him, but I think it'll make sense for like very few cases going forward. Like this isn't going to ruin high school football, which is what I'm sure someone somewhere will. Uh, try to oh, equate this I'm, to. <laughs> I'm sure you <laughs> could just search it on Twitter and find like 150 yeah. people saying that already. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. It's it's uh, you're not going to see it a lot. I don't think it's going to become like opting out of a bowl game. All of a sudden, right. all the high school seniors opt out. But exactly. I'm sure that then again, the same argument was probably had for the first few players that graduated early to enroll in the spring. Right. You know? um, I'm sure a lot of people were like, "Oh, that's not good." But I, I think it is. I mean, you're you're getting out there earlier. You're you're able to. I mean, your body's still very malleable at that age. Um, yeah. The younger the younger you are, the, the healthier you are. Easier it is to, you know, train your body the way it needs to be trained. But if you're just doing squats and you know incline bench press, you know, in a three star high school locker room, I know I know theirs isn't. They're they're six A, but um, <laughs> I, I said three star. I meant three A. Um, but if you're you're just not going to get the training you would get. That's the biggest thing to me on, on the football level, on the education level. No, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. No, they're more likely to get I, anybody that red shirts is probably more likely to get a graduate degree or at least some graduate school uh, under their belt just yeah. because the likelihood is that they'll be there for five years. Yeah. With him, he's probably not going to be there for five years, but, yeah, you know, it at least gets him started education early. Yeah. So his name, his name is Quinn Ewers. He's from South Lake Carroll, and you may see him uh, in, o, in an Ohio State uniform playing in a game at some point this fall. But with that, yeah. let, let's, let's, let's talk about the Buckeyes. Um, you know, it's they've, they've recruited at just an absolutely elite level. You can make the case that they're the second most talented roster in the country. You may could say they're the most talented roster in the country, uh, just littered with NFL talent on on really both sides of the ball. Um, what what sticks out to me about them is, uh, and I think if you like, if like in terms of like A and M from from A and M standpoint, if if they were to make the playoff and you know, if they were able to beat Alabama and you know get into the the fourteen playoff. Ohio State would scare me the most out of any other team in the country, not named Alabama, just because of that firepower on offense. Uh, Chris Olave came back to school. That didn't make any sense. <laughs> like every every draft person I follow was like, "Why is he going back? Like he'd go in the first round, like today, like if he came out." But he went back, so he that's a huge get for them. Uh, they have Garrett Wilson uh, from right here in Lake Travis up there. He'll he'll be a draft pick next year. Um. And then C.J. Stroud, I know that you and me both liked him coming out. Uh, he's the same class as Haynes King. I think he actually uh, edged out King for the um, Elite 11 trophy uh, that, that summer. 
So um, just just so much talent on offense. It's it's stupid how good their their receivers are and their offense uh, looks to be this fall. They they always recruit a super high level at receiver mainly, but their quarterbacks are, are always stellar quarterbacks too. Um, the guys on this roster, absolutely, I agree with you. I think I think out of everybody in college football, other than Alabama, they would probably be the the second, the other Alabama. You know, right? Um, I I would be more concerned with them than I would. Clemson even, um, not putting down Clemson because they're a great team, but uh, Ohio State's just stacked. Yeah. And and they got good coaches too. And uh, I don't know. They, they've, they're what all the blue buds wish that they still looked like, you know, yeah. <laughs> all these ones yeah. that have just fallen off. Ohio State hadn't, you know, no matter what happened. They, yeah, I mean, there was times where they weren't bowl eligible and times, I mean, and they still – just stupid good. So yeah. Um, well, I think they've had two uh, former like borderline five star receivers transfer out this off season, and they still have by far the best receiving core in the country. I mean, we, oh, we yeah. talked about about Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, but uh, Julian Fleming and uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, like they're just like they're they probably have like their like their bench could make the case for <laughs> the, the, like the like one of the best receiving uh, receiving cores in the country. <laughs> Yeah, if we got one of their like seven guys, yeah, it would be, it would be like Demond Demas or you know somebody that yeah. we just try to pattern a whole offense around. Yeah, and, and they got them at, they got multiple of them. So I mean, they yeah. they they definitely have the talent there. Um, I mean, the Big Ten's theirs to lose for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, it'll probably always be that way. Yeah, until Michigan figures out what they're doing, maybe, but yeah. Um, now, the last skill guy I want to talk about for them is uh, uh, he's a true freshman running back named Travion Henderson. Um, from the like the guys that I listen to in the in the recruiting world, uh, they think he's one of the they think he's the best back to come out probably in the past five years, um, and he'll probably be you know at, at that position you can make that transition pretty quick. So um, if he's not the starter, I think you see a heavy dose of him uh, in that Ohio State offense. As far as yeah. they're like, uh, like they're just general, like their their vibe, like like in the in the late Urban Meyer years, um, they had this talent too. Like they had a lot of talent, but they would have just like an inexplicable loss here and there. Like they'd get blown out by Purdue, uh, <laughs> or they or they get blown out by Iowa, and like you're like, how does that happen with uh, I with think that kind mean, of talent? I think you mean they get blown out by Rondo Moore. Yeah, <laughs> he he went off in that game. They they had no answer for him. That was, I mean, he was their entire team, but he yeah. just decimated <laughs> them. Um, um, but, but I feel like with, with Ryan Day, like I mean, he's only been there for for two seasons, and like it's really just one and a half seasons if you count you know, count last year. But um, to this point, he's kind of avoided that that big letdown loss that just seems to come out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, he keeps them consistent at the same time, you know, I, I don't know. It, it's hard to, it's hard to look at last year. That's the problem. And that's no, the problem is. with a lot of these teams. And, and um, there is a lot of up in the air of 
what are these teams going to look like coming out of last year? Um, I think I think COVID had a big impact on a lot of teams last year, and because like Ohio State, they 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 had a weird year. Like they they came out flat for most most of their little you know mini season, and um, and then they just turned on the Jets, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I was uh, I was kind of you know. I was kind of running my mouth about them on Twitter whenever they got in the playoff. I was like, man, they they squeaked by Northwestern. Like, uh, they they got played close by Indiana. And, and then they go in there against Clemson. I was like, oh, Clemson's going to blow them out. And they just smoked Clemson. Like, Justin Fields had the game of his life. Uh, all those receivers that we talked about just were uncoverable that day. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Ohio State made me look very stupid for – we're talking bad about them throughout the season. Yeah, but but there again, they they only beat Clemson. Clemson lost to Notre Dame. <laughs> I think people forget that. <laughs> uh, no, I um um looking at their schedule too. Um, man, they they've I I'm super excited to watch Ohio State Oregon. That's just a cool matchup. Um, yeah, that's going to be a high flying matchup. I think uh, just. It's gonna be a fun game to watch. Um, I, I love it. I love it when there's good games. On, I think it's gonna be a theme throughout this throughout the show. Is like a, like a lot of these 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 better Big Ten teams play like like awesome games in weeks one, two, and three. Like it's just like from the jump. Like yeah. uh, I know th- I'm sure there's some you know Northern Iowa's mixed in there or something like that. But um, there's at least like one or two good games from this conference you know, in those first few weeks. I, I've got the helmet schedule pulled up. I'm, I'm just looking at it as reference as we go through these teams. Um, and this is completely off topic maybe, but uh, Rutgers is playing Delaware and then playing Michigan. I had no idea that Delaware has the exact same helmet as Michigan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and so it's like it's like they play light blue Michigan and then dark blue Michigan, like back to back. You need to go look at the helmet schedule. Yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, there's there's some. I mean, super I think cool those matchups. are probably those are probably similar talented teams, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord holy crap it's yeah. identical it's the exact same helmet it's just a little bit it's just a, just a, a little bit lighter shade of blue <laughs> light blue and then dark blue uh, it's back to back what's gonna be hilarious that's gonna be like the battle of the uh the wolverine helmet i, I don't know i don't know what delaware even is I didn't even know that there was. A I thought they were like the Yellow Jackets or something. <laughs> There's no telling. Oh, so. actually, you know what they are? They're the Blue Hens, the Fighting Blue Hens. Fighting so, Blue Hens. Go, go, Fighting Blue Hens of Delaware. Wow. Um, um, that's yeah, the kind so, of stuff that you learn on this podcast. Is the mascot yeah. for Delaware? <laughs> yeah, or that they have the identical helmet as Michigan. Yeah. Um, anyways. Uh yeah, so super cool matchups. That's that's gonna be my highlight on most of these teams because there are some of these teams I'm not just too terribly familiar with. I wouldn't be too terribly familiar with them on a regular year, but after their mini season last year, I I, I don't have much to talk about on some of these teams. So, so but even a team like Michigan, that's like, like like a team like Michigan. Like 
I, I couldn't name a single player. Like they don't have like any kind of superstar. <laughs> like I'm not even sure what to really think about them. Like I know they had a rough year last year with, you know, the COVID season, but um, I'm not sure like what they're, if they're going to be it this year. And we'll talk about them in a minute, but um, yeah, that's, they're, that's, just, that's, they're just doing the Texas, Florida state thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just off a cliff. <laughs> um, I think the as far as schedule goes for Ohio State, uh, then we'll move on to our next team. But um, they got Oregon Week Two, uh, I believe that's in Columbus, and then it's, it's pretty manageable, uh, especially for a team like Ohio State. The their their toughest stretch is uh, I think in in late October uh, they go at Indiana, who we'll get to for sure. That's one of my one of my uh, stock up teams this fall. Uh, they're at Indiana and then home against Penn State in back-to-back weeks. So that's probably their two toughest their two toughest games uh, outside of Oregon. Um, so if they're going to slip up, maybe it's somewhere in there. Uh, they don't get uh, either of the favorites from the West uh, in Wisconsin or Iowa. So uh, pretty pretty smooth sailing for Ohio State outside of that that little two week stretch there. Yeah, I'll probably be following them pretty pretty heavy because um, they do have some good good games in there. Oh yeah, but. Um, I can't wait to see Ohio State Akron. That'll be tight. The Zips. Mm-hmm. The Akron Zips. Yep. Um, let's talk Penn State. Um, we're we're not doing our our whole, our whole uh like rank the teams because there's just too many, and we didn't think our listeners would care if we, you know, put Rutgers in front of Maryland in the Big Ten East standings, but. Uh, we're, we're, we're talking about the, like the good teams and we're gonna talk about Penn state because, um, they had a weird year last year. Like they lost a, uh, a tight game against Indiana to start the year and then kind of just like, well, then I think they, they played Ohio state after that and it was close, but they still lost. And after that, they just kind of gave up like Maryland blew them out. Um, someone else that's not any good beat them. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, man, uh, like Penn state's about to go. zero and nine or whatever that, whatever it is. But, um, I think they had some injuries. Um, they, they actually fired their, their court, their OC after last year and brought in uh former Texas OC, Mike Yersich. So, um, Yersich. maybe we'll see something, you know, a more explosive offense. Uh, I do like, I can name two of their players and I can name John Dotson. He's one of the best receivers in the big 10. Um, probably a, a good draft prospect this year or next. Um, and then Noah Kane was a uh, five-star running back coming out. I think he went to IMG Academy uh, in Florida. So they have those two guys, which are, are, are pretty, are pretty good players in the big 10. Um, so I think they can score. I don't know about their defense, um, but Schedule starts off, and this is kind of a theme throughout the Big Ten. They put like good conference games on week one. Like Penn State goes to Wisconsin, like from the get go. <laughs> like, hey, like we're, we're not going to yeah, give you a warm up. It's it's, it's go time. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're they're just day one. Um, yeah, I, I like that. That's cool. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I have a buddy of mine that went to Penn State. Oh, I'm sorry, that was a state pen. Um, <laughs> but- <laughs> Damn it, I was t- I was taking a drink of water when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> Almost ruined my mic. 
so no they they uh they have a they have a pretty decent schedule uh they they play they play auburn i think that'll be a fun game to watch penn state auburn oh uh, hell yeah and, and it, like i said that's gonna be some of my comments on all this is like i was just looking through them i'm like that's a good matchup that's a good matchup but i mean penn state auburn is the battle of the white helmets with the blue stripes you know and yeah they're gonna just get out there and um battle it out i guess but i think that would be a pretty good matchup um well i feel like week three uh, well, is when it really dips like week three Almost every good team is playing like a a Prairie View or like a New Mexico yeah. type team. I, I know we are, so like uh, it, it's cool to see a game of that caliber that's not like week one or week two, and like we'll still have a you know a week in there that doesn't have like a like a lull. You know, I thought I thought that was the week we were playing Arkansas. Did, uh, who did I, we play between Colorado and Arkansas? Um, New Mexico. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the Aggies. Yeah. Oh, the the, the Lobos. Oh, the Lobos. That's right. Yeah. That's right. It's New New Mexico State's Aggies, right? Yeah, I think they're both like a reddish maroon color, though. I, I if it wasn't for yeah. if it wasn't for one of them being the Aggies, I would never get them correct. <laughs> like I would always, I'd call them each the other the other name. Yeah. Um. I don't know. They've they've got a. I say they have a hard schedule. They play Wisconsin, they play Auburn, they play Indiana. Those are all three going to be decent matchups. Uh, oh, they play Ohio State. I didn't even see it. Um, duh. I'm I'm sorry. It's been a long day. Um, well, I think I think so, Wisconsin and I were probably you know the top two from the other side of the of the conference, and uh, Penn State was just unlucky enough to draw them both in one season. Yeah, that's what I I think that's what I was kind of looking at, and then why I wasn't seeing. Ohio State in there because I was just kind of looking looking at their schedule. They they go at Wisconsin, Ball State, um, Auburn, Villanova, Indiana at Iowa. Uh, that's a that's a tough stretch right there. That that's going to be. I mean, yeah, you get your your filler games in between, but Wisconsin, Auburn, Indiana, and Iowa are all four going to be decent. Decent matchups for them that that yeah will be tough, and then they get a, a bye, go to Illinois, and then play at Ohio State. So yeah, they, they might have a lull of a year because at Wisconsin, at Iowa, at Ohio State, those are three really hard places to play. So yeah, um, that that they've got a tough schedule in that regard. Um, I mean, they they could have. Like they could have three or four losses before they even play Ohio State. Um, right, that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, I, I'd, I'd expect they probably have two. Yeah, I, I feel like they would drop two of those four. Yeah, um, but I don't know. Maybe they're better than I think they are. They, they could be. Um, I thought the Auburn game was interesting. I saw that over the summer because I had no idea that that was even scheduled until like a month ago, and mm-hmm. I was like, like Auburn's going up there, and like, like Penn State will be at Auburn next year, but. For some reason, I thought Penn State was just like allergic to playing in the South in September. So I didn't think they would ever schedule a team south of the Mason Dixon line uh, before October or November. So, because um, <laughs> I'd, I'd love to see AM, you know, do a home and home with them. I think that'd be a lot yeah. of fun. And, um, would be, especially going up there, you know, like, 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 a, I guess, like, like the, 
it's not really on the coast of Pennsylvania. It's like kind of in the rural areas, but like, like the rural area of Pennsylvania in September, like it's better than, you know, college station in a hundred, 103 degree, uh, home game. But I, I can't uh, speak to that. Uh, the farthest Northeast I've ever been is Tennessee. Is that true? So, yeah. I didn't know that about you. I've been to every, you know, if you draw a line north of us or just follow I-35 all the way up to <laughs> Canada. And then if you go west, I've been to every state that way. Huh. And I've been to anything, you know, I've been to Tennessee, uh, Alabama, Florida, you know, all down in there, Georgia. So you've you never been but to like like New York City or Never DC. been to New York City. Mm-mm. No, no DC, I'm, no Boston. No, I'm not no a Philly. city boy. I'm a country boy. <laughs> <laughs> country boy Chase. He only goes to southern states. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or western states. Yeah. Or states yeah. that have national parks. That's true. That's why I haven't ever been up there. No, yeah. I, I would. I would love to go up there. I just haven't really ever had a reason to necessarily. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, a lot of these big ten, ten teams. Though I would love to play. Yeah. Um, Ohio State. Penn State, I'd love in, playing Indiana or Wisconsin. Yeah, heck, I'd love to see Iowa's deal and how they wave at the the. Oh yeah, for um, sure. Hospital kids like that—that that would be cool. No, uh, I've, so. I've always had a soft spot for Wisconsin. I would, I would love to see A and M do home and home with them and get to go to Madison uh, early in the year. Um, yeah. I would absolutely love that. But um, on the on the topic of of a. Uh, cool out of conference games um michigan plays washington in week two that they play them in uh at the big house in ann arbor i thought that was a a pretty interesting matchup of two like named teams that have talent but have kind of underperformed a little bit so like it'll be interesting to see uh the reaction of of the fan base of whoever loses that game and how they how they are taking things (laughs) yeah uh i'm I'm gonna have to continue my trend of the battle of XYZ um, with them, I guess the battle of which way's up, which way's down, you know, yeah. like the M and the W. Um, I don't know. That was, <laughs> that was not very creative, but tried. Um, but see, like if, if Washington was playing Penn state, I don't feel like I would get all that excited about, it. but for some reason, Washington, Michigan is a really fun matchup. I think yeah. if Auburn was playing Michigan, I would be kind of like, mm. but, so, like, if you swap some of these, Oregon, Michigan, mm, but Oregon, Ohio State, heck yeah, count me in. Yeah, Michigan, Washington, that's cool. Like, it seems like I don't these know teams why are that's cool. Like these teams are similar caliber. Like, I know Oregon's right. not quite as good as Ohio State, but definitely one of the better teams from out west and playing the best team in the Midwest. And then you know, two you know, talented but middle of the road teams with Penn State and Auburn, and then I mean, Washington, and Michigan, like. I couldn't name you hardly any players on either one, but <laughs> I know they're like, like their name programs and like, you know, iconic jerseys and, you know, stuff like that, but, and, and good coaches, but, um, just to, cool mascots. Yeah. Cool mascots. Uh, but yeah, like I'm, I, I love these games. Hey, and, and all three of those are on different weeks. So like we have, no, it's not true. Sorry. Uh, Oregon, Ohio state is, is that week two? Yeah, it's week two. Um, same, yeah. same weekend as this Washington, Michigan game, but that's interesting. Um, Michigan does play at Wisconsin in week five. 
Um, I know some, uh, I've seen some other outlets kind of circle that game as, um, as a big one, uh, definitely big for, for Jim Harbaugh. Um, I do want to get into that because I, like we, we talk about, you know, coaching, uh, salaries and contracts on here sometimes. And, um, what, what I saw with Harbaugh in Michigan this past year, I don't, I don't know if we've ever seen it. I'm sure it's happened before, but like in recent memory, I don't think I've seen this to where, you know, like Harbaugh used to make as much or more than Jimbo Fisher. Um, mm-hmm. And no one ever talked about his contract because, you know, I guess they, they like well, Michigan. They're Michigan. But yeah. They're yeah, Michigan, they're right? Really <laughs> but they're not a bunch of country boys. Yeah. Stay in your Old place. Money. Aggies. Um, but with, with, with Harbaugh, like, uh, and he was making like eight million, I think, maybe eight and a half. And his contract actually expired at the end of last year. And everyone thought they were going to fire him or like just not or like let him go and not, like not renew it. And I thought that I figured they'd go after Matt Campbell, but they signed him for another, another like four or five years, but just at like a, a lower pay rate at like five million a year. Um, do you think that's a do you think that's good or bad? Or like, are you like indifferent on that? Like, I, I can see. I, I kind of like that they did it from a business sense. Like, hey, like, we. I know we used to pay you a lot. You haven't really lived up to it, so we're gonna keep you, but pay you a little bit less. But then, like, what message does that send to recruits and like the faith that 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 Michigan has in in Harbaugh? I, I have to wonder if it wasn't like a bluff that he called. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, like if they're like, <laughs> well, we're gonna renew you, but only at at five million. Yeah. And thinking that he would be like, screw you guys, I'm going to go. Get, I'll roll my stuff know, up and leave this job. Seven million somewhere else, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I like, I, I kind of feel like, it, and that's just speculative. I have absolutely no idea. But I like, I like to think that that was the reason, like, like the, the big wigs there, like they were trying to play it coy. Yeah, I'm trying to like he's never not gonna fire their this. coach in the middle of COVID, <laughs> and then, then he just is like, "Sure, sounds good, guys." <laughs> like, you're still gonna pay me millions of dollars? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not, not fired. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I love that. I, I hope that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, I like for, to. I like to think that's what happened. But yeah, um, but yeah, from a business sense, like if it actually was that they were like, "Look, you've got to perform." If you're not going to perform, then you're not getting paid what you're getting paid. Right. Like, yeah, I like that. Um, I understand how that that could kind of maybe maybe freak out a recruit. But see, yeah. stuff like that is is kind of uh, fleeting news. You know, it's just it's right. there and then it's gone and. Um, Recruits aren't going to remember that. They probably didn't even know it to begin with, you know. Yeah. Yeah, because they got apparently our coach. Apparently, our coach is the only coach's contract that ever gets brought up. So, um, yeah, I bet recruits know that one, but they couldn't tell you what what Dabo makes or or what Saban makes. Hey, do do you want your head coach to be poor and looking for another (laughs) job, taking a second job at Denny's, or do you want him to be have a lot of money? Yeah, I know. I know this isn't this isn't like an A and M show, but I can't wait until like we like beat Colorado and then extend Jimbo for like five more years <laughs> and, and like ten million a year and just watch the the national media's heads explode. <laughs> yeah, I I uh, 
I, I like I don't think that it would really have much of an impact on their recruiting. Um but it was probably smart for them, you know, budget wise, just just from what what they were getting cut by COVID, I'm sure. Yeah. Because um, I'm sure every school across the country lost tons of money, but yeah. especially these that they thought it would be a great idea to be just play four games or five games or however many they played, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I think I think we can both sum up our thoughts about Michigan with just a like a shrug emoji, like I don't know. Like <laughs> I guess we'll I guess we'll see what they do, but uh, I'm not expecting yeah. a ton. But I, I don't think they'll be bad. Like I don't think they'll be like six and six and six or anything or have a losing record. But I don't think they'll challenge for the you know the East Division and. Probably won't be at Ohio State. You know that'll continue a, a a terrible trend for them. I think they're. I don't know if it's in the double digits now or not, but they've 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 lost to them uh, a lot here lately. But um, for sure, so far those three teams are all in the the Big Ten East. Um, thankfully, there's no more of the leaders and legends divisions because uh, no one knew what the hell that meant. They just went based off geography now. Um, but let's talk. Uh, let's talk about the West. Let's talk about Wisconsin. Um, I've always had a soft spot for this program. Um, I don't know if it's that they understand who they are and they're just like, "Hey, like, we don't have a lot of speed in this state. We're just gonna, you know, rec- recruit all the linemen from our state, bunch of big corn-fed boys, and just run the ball <laughs> all the time." <laughs> and uh, I think the other part is just their uniforms. It mimics what we had. Uh, or I guess we we mimic what they had when I was in high school. Um, so I love their uniforms, love their, their red and white, but, um, they're, they're solid, man. Like they've like under Paul Chris, like they, they're never bad. Like they may not be like, they're never going to recruit, you know, at a top 10 level or anything, but, uh, they have a a good system in place. They, they know what they want to do. They execute it well. Um, always good on defense, always good on defense, always good running back. Um, I know, I know this name probably. Uh, I, know, I know that you know this name of their quarterback, Graham Mertz, because Andy recruited him. Um, mm-hmm. Probably the best quarterback they've ever had, or not, not ever had, but in recent memory, like they've had a bunch of you know, kind of Joe Schmoes at quarterback, and this is a legit like big time QB coming out of high school, and I think he's only in his second year up there. So um, I don't know if 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 he gets it going, they, they could be a, a pretty dangerous team. I think they've always been a bit of a dangerous team. Like not oh, yeah. one that you should sleep on, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um they uh I have always enjoyed watching Wisconsin for whatever reason. Um and maybe it's their uniforms. I do like their I mean, most schools are red and white, but <laughs> they they do red and white pretty good. Yeah. Um it's also the uh, badger for me. Yeah. They they do have a cool like whatever you call that stuffed animal, you yeah. know, mascot, whatever yeah. you call the ones that are in a suit. Yeah. Um, it's not an actual badger. <laughs> uh, do they have an actual badger? I feel like they do. I, they might. Uh, I'm sure they're both named Bucky, like the actual badger and the, the anamorphic one <laughs> that's in the suit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I used to always play with that, that, Badger. Whenever we do mascot games on, oh yeah, 
NCAA. Either that or the Stanford the Stanford tree would be that too. Um, yeah, I I, uh, I like Wisconsin because I, I just feel like they're one that has always just you you mentioned this kind of stuck to their mo. Like they don't you haven't seen them just go out and try to be you know all of a sudden a, a spread offense and mm-hmm. you know all that. Um, they've they've really kept that old Big Ten style run it down your throat mm-hmm. um, stuff and and so yeah I, I I expect that they'll be a force to be reckoned with this year and their schedule is cool they play Notre Dame see that's Notre Heck Dame yeah. <laughs> I I hope that they absolutely beat down Notre Dame yeah um just run wild yeah just just run it down their throats hey it's that it's um, that soldier field too in Chicago so yeah, I think that one's a, a, a cool matchup. Um, they play Army. Army. Is that going to be like, the, like a... the fastest game ever? Like, like that game's going to be over in like an hour and a half with as much as, they, <laughs> as, as those two teams <laughs> run. <laughs> yeah, the referees are going to be running the clock out. Um, <laughs> TV timeout is just runs three minutes off the clock. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think that will be. Um, Honestly, their schedule sets up really nicely. They play Penn State right out of the gate, which if you're going to play a harder team, generally you would want to play them right out of the gate. Yeah. Um before they figure out their identity. Yeah. But then then they after the uh, after their bye week, they have Notre Dame. Um but then after that, I mean, Michigan's probably their hardest opponent. Maybe Iowa. Yeah. Um, but I mean, look at the end of their schedule. Look at their November. Yeah. They remember November, and they play Rutgers, Rutgers, Northwestern, Nebraska, and at Minnesota. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, they they could have a big man. That that first game is big. Like whoever wins that Wisconsin Penn sure. State game is going to be uh, set up pretty well. Um, It'll be uh, the battle of the. Red stripe versus blue stripe. <laughs> <laughs> these are, I'm really stretching on these now. <laughs> you know, like every that's one thing I love about the Big Ten is like I think every game, every conference game has some kind of like obscure trophy. Like I, I bet there's one for Wisconsin Penn State. Like I don't know that as a fact, but uh, I bet they have like a a rusty uh, spittoon that they. Trade back and forth with whoever wins. <laughs> um, the battle of the seventy thousand acres. <laughs> um, but let's let's talk about Iowa, uh, the Hawkeyes. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, whenever uh, Bob Stoops retired, they were like, "With Bob Stoops retiring now, uh, Kirk Ferentz is the longest tenured head coach in college football." Um, Kirk Ferentz got hired by Iowa. When you and me were in kindergarten, like he's he's been there for a long time. <laughs> like <laughs> it's it's almost uh, I mean it, it is absurd that he's held onto that job, but uh, but I was like like I like I was similar to Wisconsin and like they're consistent. They yeah are that old school you know throwback. We're gonna play good defense and have a, a physical run game. And uh, I, I, I circled that, or I, I highlighted that on our uh, uh, on our rundown here. 
Um, if you look at, at Bill Connolly's numbers, uh, his uh, SP Plus system, which I think we'll, we'll get into that at some point because it'll come up during the season, but it's like an analytics, you know, uh, formula thing that he has for college football. Um, his, his preseason numbers have uh, the Iowa or like the Wisconsin defense number one and the Iowa defense number two. So this is going to be a low scoring affair, um, just a hard hitting, you know, running the ball, grounding out first downs, uh, three yards in a cloud of dust type of game. Um, and they're the two best teams in their division. So uh, whoever wins will probably uh, end up end up with the Big Ten West title and try to uh, knock off Ohio State. Uh, I'm very impressed with how, how quickly you rattled off some of those little adages there. Um, like three yards uh, in a cloud of dust? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Did I also say uh, slobber knocker at some point? I meant to work that one in there. <laughs> I don't know you did now. <laughs> Um, man, they're Indiana and then at Iowa State. They're going to get punched in the mouth early. Oh yeah, no, it's it's uh, they're 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 playing probably their been, two hardest games. Maybe well, they've got Penn State and Wisconsin, but um, those two games are going to be tough, and they're back to back right out of the gate. I mean, yeah. immediately, it's make um, or break. So. That I honestly, I think their hardest game is going to be Iowa State. Yeah, um, you, you, you know what's interesting on that though. I, I don't know if we talked about this in our our Big Twelve preview, but as as much as you know, as, as high as we think of Matt Campbell and we think he's an excellent coach, and Iowa State's a good team, um, he's never beaten Iowa. So if he really if he does it this year, it'd be the first time. But hey, it's it's in Ames. It's a home game for the the Cyclones. So um, I'll definitely be tuned tuned into that uh, if it's not during. And in Colorado, so that'll be yeah, that's, that's one to watch for sure. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Um, well, that's a really fun game, but I'm sure they. Uh, I mean uh, that that one's not out of the out of the blue. The Iowa and Iowa State play. Yeah. Um, so it's not like some of these others. But I here again, like Pur- uh, Purdue plays Notre Dame too. Oh um, shoot. Uh. uh yeah, but so yeah. Uh, I I want to talk about Indiana. Yeah, Indiana, um, and that I'm I'm saying that because that's the first game that Iowa plays. Yeah, but um, Indiana, um, what's his name? Cam Buckley went there. Big catch, big Cam. Fan of him. Yeah, yeah. Um, really hope to see him succeed. He's probably, you know all-star on campus he, he's probably they probably look at him like we looked at trevor knight you know yeah. like <laughs> what if, do you if, need cam yeah if, if, need? if you don't know who cam buckley is he was an AM receiver uh for the past four years three or four years mm-hmm. um, yeah. uh he, he actually did go through spring ball uh with the aggies but um with you know the likes of anaya smith and some other young guys that uh are gonna garner some playing time uh cam made the best decision for him which we uh, support 100% to go uh, up to Indiana. I, I would, I would bet that he's a starter. Um, I think he'll be a, a really nice player for them. I'm, I'm glad he landed there because that's a, a really good offensive system and a good mm-hmm. quarterback in, uh, in Michael Penix Jr. So, um, I, I'm, I'm excited for Cam and, uh, really just for, yeah. for Indiana in general, a team that's you know kind of a basketball school but is uh, on the rise in football. 
Hey, put me on the train of, and not. Uh, I'm probably late to this train. <laughs> Maybe not late because I've always been on it. But yeah, I'm, I'm all about basketball schools becoming football schools. Yeah. Like it excites me when Kansas beats Texas, or <laughs> you know, uh, Kentucky. You know, they, they've got Kentucky's running back like blasted all over ESPN. Yeah, um, or. When Indiana is good. When Indiana uh, beat Michigan last year, oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, so so I, I count me in on that, but but see, they play Cincinnati. Like yeah. that's a cool matchup. Week two, you know? Yeah, and week three. Oh, um, week three, week three. Yeah, <laughs> they, they play the Idaho Potatoes on week two. It looks like. Hey, um, don't but, um, don't sleep on on the taters. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they might be tater tots this this year. Um, yeah, uh, their schedule their schedule is pretty tough, actually. Yeah, it's another it's another instance Iowa. of them playing like like the, the the Big Ten is putting some of their best teams against each other like yeah. the very first weekend. <laughs> like yeah, let's I let's mean, let's go, let's get it going. Yeah, I mean they they got to make up for last year. I mean. If you delay your content a little bit, then you got to put out some great content when you come back, you know. Hey, um, have you got the date on that Ohio State game? I I, I put I wrote down that it's week seven, but uh, do you know what, like what date that is? Ohio State and Indiana. Uh, yeah, it's October twenty third. Okay, so it's not the weekend of and in Bama. Um, the reason I say that is if like that's, that's a potential uh college game day matchup right there if if indiana is can squeak or can can get by um on the road at iowa in week one and then cincinnati who's a really really good g5 team uh if they can get through them and potentially be undefeated uh hosting then, no ho- they, they have to be at penn state too though oh that. yeah Ooh, yeah and so. then they play michigan state the week before so they've got a tough road if they're undefeated going into ohio state like I I guarantee that they would be a candidate for college football. Um, I'm I really hope this happens because I want game day to go to Bloomington because like they're they're going to be hosting Ohio State like what like a top like almost certainly a top three ranked team and mm-hmm. uh, I feel like Bloomington just doesn't get those like doesn't get that kind of uh, for sure and that that's why I was saying I, they they definitely would would send game day there. Yeah. Plus, I mean, ESPN probably would love to encroach on the Big Ten Network's area. Um, <laughs> but uh, oh yeah, because that's Fox. That's Fox, right? I think so. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever watched. If you ever watched, or, uh, let me back up. If you have never watched um, the Big Ten Network in the morning on a football Saturday. You you got to do it. It's so worth it. Is that it's is so that, bad? Is that big it's noon so Saturday or is that bad. something different? <laughs> no, no, <not> big noon. <laughs> uh, I think maybe it is big noon Saturday or is that that Big Twelve? I don't. I, I think actually, they, I think that's on. That's probably on the Fox, the Fox flagship station. But no, I've I've never watched the Big Ten Network on, on oh Saturday morning. Oh my god! It it it's like watching. Uh, I don't know. Um, Abilene News, like. I, <laughs> I've never, I've never watched Abilene News, but I can only imagine that it's like that they don't get their prompts right all the time. 
but yeah, it, it's like, you know how like a lot of times sports commenters will do like the awkward, like standing, they're like standing in weird spots around yeah. the studio. Like they do that, but like do it bad. And then the guys that are on there are like super like, I, I remember I watched, I watched one, one year, um, may have been this last year, the year before when Urban Meyer was, was on there. Yeah. <laughs> He's it's just not good on TV. Uh, it's just hilarious. It, it's well worth it if you want a good laugh on your college football game day morning. Yeah. Um, you know, because it gets boring if you wake up at like eight nine o'clock in the morning and no games are on yet. Um, just flip on over to the Big Ten Network and just have yourself a good old laugh while you enjoy your coffee. Um, I feel like you didn't have to do to do Abilene like that, like the. The, uh, Opal- yeah, I'm sorry, people from Abilene. I just like. <laughs> what, what were you about to say? The the Opal of West Texas is just out here catching strays. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> oh Lord, ever. Oh shoot. Yeah. Well, um, no, I, I like to bring it back to Indiana. Like, I, I I'm excited to watch them. They were a, a, a cool story last year with um like their best year and uh, I don't know how long, but. Um, also, uh, the, the alma mater of the, of the guys that created home field apparel. So I'm uh, excited for them. Uh, I'm all in on nine win Deanna. So hopefully the Hoosiers can get the nine wins so we can make that a real thing. But, um, yeah, well, let's, let's get on to these, uh, these, I don't want to say lesser teams, but, um, I think the, the lesser the, teams, the, the six, <laughs> the six that we talked about, uh, are this are kind of the six that we expect to, uh, uh, I guess compete for the the Big Ten championship and you know end up being the you know like like the the, the teams that are ranked you know within the Big Ten. But um, let's start with the Northwestern. Um, they've actually got decent odds to uh, win to win the Western Division, um, but I feel like I feel like they lost so much off of last year that like like, Nor- like Northwestern is good like every like every three years or like every other year. And with them being good last year, I feel like they won't be good. Like they'll probably be like four and eight this year, and then nine and three the next, or something like that. But um, I, I wouldn't expect too too much out of them this season. Uh, well, they they are playing Duke, which again is another cool matchup. That's the the, uh, the uh, nerd bowl. Yeah, I was gonna say the battle of the smarty pants. <laughs> I like that better. <laughs> uh, catch me naming naming games all year long. Um, yeah, that'd be a good uh, T-shirt. The Battle of the Smarty Pants. <laughs> um, they they really don't have that tough of a schedule, actually. Um, hey, what's uh, uh, the opposite of of? Uh, like if you had like a really smart team playing a really dumb team, like it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be smarty pants. Like, like what would, if you had a name for that? The, the reason I ask is because uh, the weirdest game of like in college football this year is Stanford plays Kansas State in Dallas in the first weekend, and like Stanford's like borderline Ivy League, Kansas State uh, not Why are so they much in Dallas. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't explain this weird sport. <laughs> it's a battle of the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> Coming from California and Kansas to Dallas. <laughs> TV sets just uh, no. get lost in there. Um, I don't know. Smart smart to dumb. Um, 
I don't know. I'll think on it more on that later. Okay. Um, let's get into Nebraska, the Cornhuskers. My buddy Dustin Cook, uh, one of my good friends from Waxahachie, he was a big Nebraska Cornhuskers guy. Corns down. Growing up. Um, but yeah, I only say that because he's the only person I've ever known that was a fan of Nebraska. Yeah. But um, yeah, I put a bunch of question marks by them uh, on our our little Google Doc that we have. Hey, uh, let me just say one thing about them before you say this. Go for it. Um, yeah. <laughs> college football overall is better. Do not when say Nebraska that. is good. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I, I I know you're trolling me <laughs> when you say stuff like that. <laughs> But the thing is, like, people that are, like, even just, like, I don't know, like, five years older than me and you think Nebraska is, like, this huge, you know, end-all to be-all program, or at least, like, they sh- that they should be, and I-, I, couldn't, I couldn't think of it any opposite than that. Like, they overachieved for so long. They benefited from some, you know, a different set of rules that aren't in place anymore. Um, they're just like, like recruits don't want to go to Nebraska. Like I, I, I get that. Like I, I, it sucks because they have a huge passionate fan base. Like they have more people at their spring game than anybody else every like, year in and year out. And that's great that they're, they're passionate, but if they're expecting to, to go back to what they were in the nineties, like I, I, I just don't see it. I, I like, like I, I never say never, but I, I would bet heavily against them ever reaching that level of of like elite status. Mm-hmm. Sorry to, yeah, to crap on Nebraska, but it's, it, it drives me nuts sometimes that they even get talked about as much as they do because they're just kind of, you know, mediocre. I think there'll be one that you'll see the NIL rule kind of. That's yeah. I, I just, I, I don't, what are they going to offer there? I just, and that's going to be hard for them. I would think, yeah. but, they could prove me wrong. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. They're, they play, they play Oklahoma. A hard one. Yeah. They play I think oh, it's at, they do. I didn't, I didn't see that. Yeah. I think it's in Norman. Like that's a, a classic rivalry in the sport. Yeah. That's a, that's a good one. Um, see what the battle of the nose. In a Nebraska. Oh, I see. I got you now. <laughs> that one, that one wasn't very good, was it? <laughs> um, um, I'm kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel at this point, guys. I think Battle of the Noses would probably be me and you if we ever got into it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm winning that battle. Have you seen this bad boy? It's like 17 foot long. Um, um, let's let's talk Minnesota. Uh, Golden Gophers. Um, I think they have one of the more underrated color color schemes in college football, like that maroon and I'd say I maroon. I could agree with that. I'd say maroon and gold. Maroon, kind of maroon and yellow, I guess. There's maroon and yellow. I if it was maroon and gold, I would like it more because honestly, I think Texas State has an awesome color yeah. scheme. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's like, more of a true gold. Yeah, well, I mean, my office is decorated with maroon and gold, really, because <laughs> you know a lot of my A and M stuff is gold to match the gold ring. Yeah. Um, but, but, uh, yeah, Minnesota, um, they'll be interesting. I can't wait to see what Dylan Wright does there. 
Oh yeah, if another he does former anything, uh, if he plays at all. Yeah, another for, former former A and M receiver that uh, wound up in the Big Ten. Um, really he, highly ranked coming out. So yeah, I, I'm not sure if he's starting or not. I haven't looked into that, but um, he's got a ton of talent. So I'd, I'd love to see him get some playing time up there and and turn into a player. Yeah, I, I mean, he never he never saw the field really with us, um, and. I kind of, I kind of think that they'll probably use him in the same role that um, Purdue used Rondell Moore. You know, they'll, they'll if they do use him, just throw it up because he's a freak athlete. Yeah, he's not going to outsmart you probably on the on the routes and stuff. But he's he's a uh, you know because I think that was what they always were saying was the problem with him not starting was that the the offense you know like he couldn't couldn't get it down or something. I don't yeah. know. You never know if any and, of that stuff's true. And, and Jimbo's offense is, um, is pretty tough on receivers. Yeah, not to not I'm not trying to dog on the player yeah. at all, but he is a freak athlete. I mean he is he is big time athlete. So uh, I, I'm sure he'll see the field some some of the time um, yeah. if he's not starting. Well and their 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 quarterback's like thirty years old. He's been there for you know since since you and me were in college. So uh, uh, yeah, he's uh, working on his second doctorate. Yeah, uh, uh, his name's Tanner Morgan. Um, he was the QB. Like, like Minnesota was actually decent a couple years ago, um, and they had two uh, two NFL receivers. So uh, they have PJ Fleck. You know, he's he's trying to row that boat up there. Um, got Dalen Wright. Maybe he can uh, get things going for their offense. But uh, I, I don't have too much more to add on them. Um, the the other M, I guess one of the other M's. There's several. Um, in the Big Ten, uh, the Maryland Terrapins, uh, go Turtles. But um, the, the only notes I had here was uh, the, the younger brother of two, Tungavailoa, is their quarterback, uh, Talia Tungavailoa. Uh, he transferred there from Alabama. I started last year, did okay. Um, they also have a five-star receiver who will be a sophomore, uh, Rakeem Jarrett. Uh, the only reason I know who that is is because he flipped from LSU on signing day. And I love it when LSU loses players because it's pretty rare. Um, but yeah, I mean, Mike Loxley is their head coach. He was the OC at Alabama a few years back when they went to the title game. So um, could be good on offense. There's a few there's a few teams in this in this league that could have some pretty uh, interesting offenses. So um, who knows what Maryland could do? I mean, they. They beat Texas twice a couple of years ago, so that's um, true. That's true. Yeah, and that's hard to do. Um, yeah, blue blood program. Um, <laughs> the 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 I mean, yeah. Looking at looking at some of the talent they have on offense, it, it, they might be a fun team to play. I think uh, they, I think their they, running back is uh he's pretty well thought of. I mean, I know that we give Texas a lot of grief for losing to them, but um, they can put together some some pretty good teams through the years. Yeah, they're not always consistent, but they can you know they can come out and surprise some people. Yeah, um, they they play uh, West Virginia Ooh. in the battle of the uniquely shaped states. Mountain Mama. Hmm. Um. That's interesting. Yeah, I think I, those are pretty similarly, you know, like a, like like they're both teams of, of similar quality to each other. Like I, I wouldn't right. say that one would be, you know, heavily favored over the other. It should be a pretty good game, to be honest. Yeah, they they both beat Texas. 
Um, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> they, uh, uh, yeah, we'll see. Maryland's one that I always mark on my on my list of like if they're playing at a weird time, um, I'll watch them just because, like I said, sometimes they come out and surprise some people, and it's it's yeah. fun to watch. I like surprises. I was a uh, a bandwagon Maryland fan a couple years ago, and not just because they were playing Texas, but because uh, their head coach at the time was uh, DJ Durkin, who I thought was a rising star. I thought AM might go after him. This is before we had Jimbo. Um, but then it turns out he was kind of a crappy uh, human being um, and was let go from his, his stand at Maryland. But um, I think they made a good hire with Loxley. Um, really good offensive find and uh, should score points. Um, Against I, I was a fan league. of them just during the the years where everybody was just going hog wild on helmet and uni combos. Oh man! Because they had some of the craziest ones. They still do have some of the craziest helmets, and like it just they have such a weird flag, anyways. But they just they're proud of that thing. They're like, they, I'm going to put that everywhere. You know, <laughs> they, they went all in on that. <laughs> Whenever yeah. they did those uniforms. <laughs> um, um, I just realized that I left my Michigan state notes blank. Um, that's pretty fitting for how I feel about them. <laughs> uh, I mean, they like still have, what's his name in the their coach. No, uh, they actually like they're, they, they had a new coach last year. It was his first year. Um, I'm blanking on his name. It's, uh, it's uh, Mel Tucker. He was the DC at Georgia. Okay. Spent one year yeah, at Colorado. Yeah. Was at Colorado for one year and then went to Michigan State. So I think gotcha. he's a I think he's a fine coach. Um it's 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 a tough job. Like you're in there. Yeah, I was gonna say Michigan State's like the Texas A and M of the of that little area. Yeah. You know, if you think of like, like Michigan and Ohio State being like Texas and OU in the past. Penn State being kind of like LSU, mm-hmm. like like I see a lot of parallels to A and M ten years ago um, with Michigan State. So I understand the probably frustration that they have trying to recruit, but they they play they play uh, Miami, Florida, not Miami, Ohio. Um, they play University of Miami in their non conference game that. I didn't That's know that. Another cool matchup. Like, yeah. there, there's a lot of cool matchups. Is that you know? is that in Michigan State or is it in East Lansing or is it in Miami? Uh, no, it's at Miami. Okay, September 18th. Gonna be a hot one. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really like. I obviously I left their note blank because I don't know any other players. But um, yeah, you know, I, I, I always liked a uh, coach they had. And I say that now I can't even think of his deck his deck of name. Um well, it's funny that I can't think of his name because the <laughs> the reason why I even knew his name was because I was at the Cotton Bowl luncheon one time and um they uh, they announced him and called him the wrong name. Um it's uh, Mark D'Antonio. His That's his name. Yeah, but Mark I, D'Antonio. I had to Google it. Yeah, right. and so they uh, they announced him as Mike D'Antoni. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing he says on the mic whenever he gets up there is he goes, as I've been telling you guys at ESPN for years, Mike D'Antoni is a basketball coach. 
My name is Mark D'Antonio. And it was so awkward, and, but it was hilarious. And I, oh, I loved every minute of it. That, um, so after that, I was like, I like this dude. That's That sparked a really funny uh memory in my brain from uh so like my, my wife listens to the bobby bone show like every day um and like i'll i'll i'll, I'll listen to it sometimes and uh yeah i definitely do if we're like on a road trip or something but um they had uh kicks brooks from brooks and dunn on there and like talking about like funny stories from touring and <laughs> he had a great one from whenever they went to they went and played at the basketball arena at michigan state and um michigan state is the spartans that's their mascot uh, well, he like, it, I guess it had been like the end of like a long tour and he was, he was pretty tired and like, couldn't remember like where they were. Like it's in East Lansing. Like he doesn't, he didn't know like what town they were in. So like, he didn't know how to open up the show. So like he saw the logo. He's like, Oh, like, okay. I, I, I know, I know what I can say now. So, uh, instead of saying Michigan state Spartans, he gets up there and goes, hello, Trojans. <laughs> and people just started, <laughs> they just started booing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that would be cool if they played usc and then that could be the battle of the helmets yeah battle of the, the battle of the helmet helmets battle of uh 200 bc or something in there the 300 <laughs> yeah um yeah on to these um other three we got purdue rutgers illinois i'll bad. tell you right now uh yeah i, I wrote illinois bad that's 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 all we need to say about them. If they bad, if they, like, do you have their schedule pulled up? Can you tell me like who they play in their in their non-con? Um, yeah, the Roadrunners. Really, of the University of Texas San Antonio. Is that game in um, San Antonio? <laughs> that would be hilarious if it was, but no. Oh it's, man, it's in Illinois. UTSA uh, may still play, win that game. I'm being they, dead they play serious. at Virginia. At Virginia, I guess that, would be their big. That's that, that, that's an L. That's an L. Um, yeah. I may go look at what, what what their over under is and take the under because, man, they're they're just not good. They're easily the worst program in this in this conference. I, I'm I'm sick of talking about it. Let's talk about somebody else. <laughs> they, the, so so both both of those games, both Illinois and UTSA, and Illinois and Virginia, the battle of the two ugliest. Color combos with Navy blue and orange. And orange. <laughs> That's just terrible. It's god awful. And all three of those teams have those color combos. So um, we get we get a double whammy there. I guess you won't be um, watching those games, huh? Mm-mm, not nope. me. Uh, okay, Purdue. Um, they play Oregon State. As an out of conference, that's that's pretty cool. Hey, let, um, let, let's uh, I've got to get a soundbite for this eventually, but let's uh, pour one out for Rondell Moore. Uh, he's yeah, f- uh, for sure. He's he's moved on to the NFL. I think we've mentioned him like fifteen times in our prior podcast, but he, he was he yeah, was yeah. Well, he a, got me he got me like seventeen hundred <laughs> points in fantasy football. There was one year we were playing college fantasy. I had Rondell Moore and Lavisca Chenault. Oh my god! And gosh. I just. I just and you stomped had you all into the ground. You had Will Greer. Yeah, and, and I had Will Greer. And <laughs> um, and then Dalton beat me by point .1 point <laughs> in the championship, and I lost. And I was undefeated going into the championship game. I lost by point .1 point. I will never, ever forget that season. Yeah. Ever. 
ever. I thought you were going to say, um, I will never get over this. <laughs> I, I won't ever get over it. I, I'm still mad about it, honestly. Uh, the freaking fan, fan tracks or whatever. But Oh, man, that's good. Uh, yeah, poor one out for Rondell Moore. Um, the biggest miss uh, from any Texas school, I guess. Um, no, Purdue plays Oregon State. You know, the battle of the um, bad teams. Battle of the bad teams in their conference. <laughs> hey, um, I've actually got one more thing about Rondell Moore. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, he didn't go in the first round, which is probably good for him because he ended up going to a really good spot. Uh, he went in the second round to the uh, Arizona Cardinals in that offense. So, uh, oh really? Yeah, he he may be a sleeper uh, fantasy pick here here in a couple of weeks. But I may have to pick him up on that actually. Yeah. Hey, it, wor- it worked before. That's a heck of an <laughs> offense right yeah. there uh, to, to jump into. Um, well, lastly, we got Rutgers 